Shared parenting does make it easy. I'm your host, Chris Batchelor, and this is the Parent Time Podcast. Parent Time Podcast is presented by National Parents Organization, a national nonprofit who is working hard to bring shared parenting nationwide. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris with National Parents Organization, and today I have two gentlemen here. It's gonna have we're gonna have a really interesting conversation. I have Jay uh, Marchetta, and I hope I'm saying that right. He's an economist, a doctor, a professor uh, at Stanford University, and Martin Koldroff, who's a statistician, epidemiologist, uh, and professor at Harvard University uh, on leave, and he serves also on the advisory council for the National Parents Organization. So, uh, Jay and Martin, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Hey. And uh, so you guys, uh, the reason you're here today is, is you've written a, um, an article here, and it was published uh, in The Federalist, and I'm going to bring that up here for the audience here to see. Uh, and that article is How Logical Child Support Rules uh, Can Force Kids Into Poverty. Uh, and so it's, I think it's a really interesting uh, article, and uh, let, let's get into it. So first of all, I want to talk about, you know, the, the title's, you know, pretty out there. Um, so how can child support, you know, force kids into poverty? The, the, the key thing, um, Chris, is that the child support uh, amounts are calculated based on a formula. Different states have different formulas to revise routinely. Um, uh, and what happens often with those formulas, I mean, the goal is, of course, to try to make sure that children who are in shared parenting have resources available to them, whether they're spending time with their mom or with their dad. Um, but what happens with those formulas, it often uh, it results in uh, either excessive or too little child support amounts such that there's a big imbalance. And maybe they spend time with their dad and they're like essentially starving because the dad can't afford basic things for them or and and then when they spend their time with their mom they're they're, they're plenty of plenty of uh, of resources or vice versa uh, it's not that it always gets it wrong it's that it sometimes gets it wrong and in those those cases it creates this imbalance where kids uh essentially have uh, uh are put in in situations where they don't have resources they should have when they're spending time with a parent that ends up with less, less than they ought to, ought to get. Yeah. And certainly that has the opposite effect of what the courts are intending, right? Yeah. I mean, um, the courts in principle should be trying to make it so that kids have uh, resources available, no matter who they spend it with, otherwise spend time with. Uh, otherwise, you know, there, there are like consequences for this. Like you, you have incentive effects, right? So you, you can, you can get situations where, um, if a parent spends a little bit more time with the kid, uh, with their kids, um, the child support amounts change, don't change very much, and so that they end up uh, they they and uh, they they have a disincentive to want to spend more time with their kids. They 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 essentially penalize for spending time with the, more time with the kids. So there's a lot of knock on consequences for getting this formula wrong. Yeah, and it's the mathematical formulas that are uh, wrong here, um, uh, and I guess. Family court lawyers may not be experts in mathematics uh, always, and certainly that shows. So one ex uh, it can actually be that, uh, let's say, a father who spends uh, about 20, 25% of, of uh, uh, have their child for about 20, 25% pay more child support than a father who has never seen the uh, child, who has abandoned the child uh, in, in certain states. 
there's another uh, other state, for example, in uh, in many states, uh, we have the example for Mississippi, but other states are the same. If you have a father who has two children with different mothers, it could be that the mother of the the mother who makes more money gets more child support, and the mother who gets, makes less money gets less money, child support. So in that situation, the the wealthier mother should get less, and the poorer mother should get more, because there's no reason that the father should give more money to the child who has a mother that's much more wealthier. Uh, one absurd example is from Connecticut, where uh, uh, suppose the father makes 42,000 a year and the mother makes 30,000 a year. What do you think that uh, the child support would be in that case? Well, it's $12,103. So it just reverses. So it, that's if, if they have 50-50 custody. So they have the child the same amount. Before child support, the father makes 42,000 and the mother 30, but then there's over $12,000 in child support. So after child support, the father makes less than 30,000 and the mother has more than 42,000. So these are absurd examples where the mathematical formulas are simply wrong. Uh, and you starve the child in one family to feed them in the other, or in the case of Mississippi, you, you starve the uh, the, the, the child with the poorer mother to feed the child who has the wealthier mother. Yeah, it certainly is not a fair system at all. Um, you know, and, and I think I've seen other examples where particularly if there's a big differential between the mother and the father's earnings, um, that, you know, that the, uh, that the formulas sort of get worse, right. As you get away from the norm from, from the middle. So, um, you know, are there, are there any states out there right now you think that are, are kind of doing it right? And, and I know, um, you know, states have very complicated guidelines and all that, but is, is, there a, is there a beacon of hope out there that other states should be looking to? We haven't found a single state who has good guidelines. Uh, every state we have looked at has some of these flaws. And they are linked to two things. One is how, how does guidelines deal with... Uh, shared parenting when uh, the child spends considerable amount of time with both parents. And the other uh, set of flaws are when they are uh, have siblings, where you take money from a parent who then don't have money to spend on the half siblings. Uh, so those are the two areas where there are major flaws uh, mathematically in the formulas. But uh, we haven't found a single state which uh, uh, has is able to deal with this and the states have often very similar guidelines they sort of copy each other and they copy the same errors that they have in the mathematical formulas that's incredible and and you know from my knowledge of this i understand uh from an economic standpoint there's several different ways that the states can uh use as a baseline for sort of figuring up how much each family would need right there's different economic models uh, you know, that you can use as a basis. And, and uh, do you guys have a recommendation or, or is what the states are using, is it a good economic model that, that most of the states are using? So what you're talking about is the basic child support obligation. Uh, so when you calculate child support, the first thing that the guidelines does is determine, okay, if the parents make this amount of money and there are two children or three children, what is the obligation? So what is the cost of having the children? So that's the first step. The second step is to say, how much should each parent contribute to that amount? Let's say it's 10,000. So you say, okay, the father should contribute 6,000 and the mother 4,000. 
Uh, and then the uh, the last step is how much do each of them get, depending on how the, what the parenting schedule is. But uh, different states have somewhat different uh, ways to calculate the amount of basic uh, child support obligation. But that's not the major problem. The major problem is in how the guidelines, because it can be a little bit more, a little bit less, and that's going to increase or decrease the child support a little bit. But the thing that creates the absurdities are not in that uh, obli uh, child support obligation. It's in the way that the formulas account for various amounts of shared parenting and how they account for uh, a half siblings. So, so let me let me just uh, emphasize that point. Different states can decide, you know, how much children ought to have available to them. This basic child support amount that that's. That you know, I guess different states can have uh, you know, have a lot of leeway over that. Um, uh, but just taking that as given in any state, there's a mathematical formula that decides how much each parent should contribute. It's that mathematical formula taking as given the, the how much the, the the child should get that that's wrong and that creates all these ne uh, negative economic incentives to spend time with their kids. But the, the companies who and the states who, when they do this, they spend often a lot of time with uh, adjusting this uh, child support obligation a little, little bit up, a little bit down, even though it doesn't make much difference. But then they completely forget these other two steps, which they get uh, terribly wrong. And, and I think, uh, you know, what I've heard these called sometimes are cliff effects, right, where uh, if it's, you know, less than 50%, it's one amount. If it hits 50.0%, it's another amount, right? And that causes people to fight. Uh, that's one problem. And for example, Idaho uh, has had that problem. Uh, so you, uh, you change the amount of parenting time by a few hours per, uh, or, or uh, maybe one day a week or something. And then suddenly the child support changed a lot. And then they're not really fighting about the how much time to spend with kids because they should spend 50-50 equally. That's the best for the kids. But then they fight about on which side of this cliff effect they're going to be. So that's created a lot of... Uh, uh, it's, a big, it's, it's a problem. It's not logical, and it creates uh, uh, animosity in the court system. So that's one of, uh, one of the flaws of these uh, guidelines, those cliff effects, but it's only it's only one of many, several uh, uh, mathematical flaws. Yeah, and I want I want to go back just to the basic obligation for just a minute because it's something that's been pointed out uh, to me and it makes a lot of sense. As you know, a loaf of bread costs the same amount to virtually everybody, right? And it has no, you know, bearing on how much income somebody gets. So, you know, if if a if a poor family versus a rich family has to buy a loaf of bread, it, it's the same amount, you know. It, it doesn't necessarily go up. And I know on a lot of these child support numbers, they they sort of, uh, you know, will take that number and ratio it up based on the income amount. So I think that that creates, you know, sort of artificial uh, costs that aren't really there, right? So um, I think all states, almost all states, have it so that if the parents have more income, then the amount of money assigned to the child is more. And I think um, bread costs the same, but there are other things uh, <laughs> where, uh, where people or wealthier parents tend, children or wealthier parents tend to 
have more expenses in the sense that maybe they have their own room in the house, so they have a bigger house. Maybe they have more extracurricular activities and so on. So I don't think it's unreasonable that the child support obligations are higher for parents that are wealthier. Um, I think that's quite reasonable. Uh, there's actually a situation in Wisconsin where it's opposite, where for certain income ranges, the obligation goes up if the parents are poor. And I think that doesn't make sense. But that's, I think, uh, uh, only one state I know of have that problem. So what what are states to do? I mean, what's what's the recommendation? Uh, you know, how do states fix this sort of problem and how do states create it? A situation where parents aren't fighting over, uh, you know, over these cliff effects and and some of the other uh, issues with the current system. I'm, so, uh, I mean, the, the 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 thing is, is like I think if you if you know that there's this mathematical formula problem, what, the right solution is just to replace the mathematical formula with the correct one. Um, I mean, I again, I, I think it's fine, just as Martin said, to have different. Um, kids with wealthier parents your expectation is more that you give to your kids that's fine it's fine for states to def decide different levels for that expected expected levels of child support the problem is the mathematical formula for dividing who pays and it's just it's a it's just a simple mathematical fix you replace this 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 mathematical formula with these cliff effects and all the range of of pathologies that, that um, Martin uh, identified and you identified with the correct with a with a uh, with a different formula and a, a lot of these or most of these problems just go away um and it'll, it it won't result in the total amount that the kids get changing what it'll what it'll what it'll change is uh the the likelihood that kids will face uh, deprivation when they're spending time with one of their parents rather than the other or uh, change the incentives for parents to spend time with their kids at all. That that can change. Um, uh, really, it just solves this these incentive problems with it. And it's and it's it's. I don't I don't even think it should be political. It should be non-controversial. I think everybody wants the, the parents uh, to spend, but the kids to spend equal time with their parents if it's at all possible. Everybody wants the kids to have uh, e equal support, financial support, no matter which parent they're spending the time with. And this formula just makes it not possible uh sometimes uh i think this should be it's it's one of these things where like people just didn't notice the formula uh was causing these problems and once you pointed out i would i would think there should be widespread support for fixing it um martin and i wrote a paper um actually it was martin's main idea to to, to but uh, but i helped uh to, to propose a different formula a formula that doesn't have these problems um and uh, it, this is one of these things where it's, it's a it's in public domain. We don't want to sell it. We just, just we just want this fixed so that kids uh, in these very difficult circumstances can have a better life. Yeah. So the the fix is easy because we just use uh, a, a correct mathematical formula, and we, uh, we we give such a formula in our paper that was published by the National Bureau of Economic Research. So the the that is easy and, and that can be combined. Those formulas can be combined with different uh, levels of uh, child support, higher or lower. But the problems are really uh, catastrophic here for 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 many parents and children because uh, many parents uh, are obliged to pay child support that they simply cannot pay, uh, and they cannot uh, or they cannot feed their children uh, with that. So and then they they disappear from the children's lives. Uh, 
uh, in many cases, uh, parents will, will go f to jail because they are the, the, the flawed mathematical formulas tells them to pay child support they cannot pay. And then when they don't pay, they go to jail. So in the Federalist article, we, uh, we mentioned this story from Missouri where a girl, uh, she's helping, uh, she's working extra to help her mother pay child support for her so that her mother don't have to go to jail. Pretty incredible. So uh, children, <laughs> children shouldn't have to support their parents so that they don't go to jail just because there's a mathematical formula that messed up the child support calculations. Uh, another example was uh, from Oklahoma, uh, a father, he's uh, the main, uh, 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 the father is taking, uh, the two-year-old daughter lives with the father, but then the father was uh, uh, sent to jail for not paying child support. Again, the mathematical forms are wrong, and then parents are sent to jail instead of taking care of their kids. Yeah, and, and certainly, you know, going to jail doesn't help anybody out because then you can't make income to pay the support that you're obligated and, and the state has to pay for you to, to incarcerate you. And it's it's sort of a spiral, right? Um, certainly doesn't help anybody out. Um, so uh, so out there, there's there's your paper and we'll, we'll link to it in, in our notes so people can go read that. Um, what's What's been the reaction uh, so far from the states? I understand, uh, Jay, I think you said you mentioned you talked to Governor DeSantis about this. I did. Uh, so on, on, um, on, I've been one of his, uh, Governor DeSantis's, actually Martin and I have been one of Governor DeSantis's uh, uh, advisors on COVID policy. And so I had an opportunity to spend just last week uh, a couple of minutes, uh, some time with him. Um, and uh, in, I spent just a couple of minutes talking about this topic because we were mainly talking about COVID policy, but uh, he seemed very interested. Uh, we, I explained to him some of the incentive effects and he looked shocked. Um, I think the the idea that, that there's just a mathematical formula that's wrong that's creating all this havoc uh, is not well known. Um, I didn't see a lot of people pick up our National Bureau of Economics research piece that we published uh, documenting this problem and, and outlining the formula. This is why we wrote that Federalist uh, uh, op-ed is to is to raise awareness because um, I really I sincerely don't think this is should be a controversial topic. This should be just a simple. Once you understand this is a problem, just fix it. It's just a math math problem. It does. There's nobody. No, it's in nobody's interest that that kids work to uh, so that uh, that so that they can pay the child support amounts for themselves, and so their parents don't go to jail. That makes no sense. Nobody wants that. Um, it's not a matter of like values of like you know how much should we give to the kids. That's set by the basic child support amounts. That's we're not arguing around that. Um, the, 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 it's just a question of how do we set the the amounts so that they don't create these horrible incentive effects that do, and and have this uneven distribution of income when the parent when the kid spends time with the mom versus with the dad the dad in complex family situations i mean a lot of people are aware that uh, the child support guidelines are uh, doesn't work because they live they live it either as children or as parents but uh, i think very few people have realized that the, the main reason for it is because of mathematical flaws in the formulas that create absurd amounts. Not in all cases, because it works in some cases, but even if it works in 80% of cases and it creates uh, uh, a disaster in 20% cases, or even if it's 19, 10, that's a problem because even 10% of everybody uh, having uh, involved with child support, uh, parents and children, if it doesn't work for the 10%, that is a huge problem because that's millions of people. 
millions of children who suffer because of that. So it works sometimes, but it should work always. And if we have proper mathematical formulas, we can do it so that it always works. You don't get these absurd results. Yeah, certainly the consequences for that that small percentage that it affects is is real is really large, right? Um, let me ask this: in in the in the correct formula or the suggested correct formula, you know, is there a, is there a limiter function? Or is there a cap where where you say, okay, well, you know, both parents have enough, or you know, uh, this parent you know shouldn't pay child support because it's you know silly to be moving money around when both parents have money already, or uh, you know, is there is there any sort of limit on the top or bottom end? Um, that you're suggesting is part of the formula? Uh, there are situations where nobody would pay child support. For example, if uh, they have 50-50 <coughs> equal uh, share parenting and uh, equal incomes. When it comes to like upper limits and lower limits, uh, that's a decision that states will have to do at what if there's an upper limit that you don't pay ever more than this. Uh, so the formula can be combined with that, uh, but uh, that's for each state to to do uh, in terms of what logic they want. Um, the formula can be combined with uh, having the more wealthy parent contribute more or to compute contribute proportionally. So it, it can be combined with various uh, subjective uh, 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 views that the states have, uh, but the key thing with the formulas, the framework we do is that it's logical. So you don't get these absurd absurdities. You remove those. And then you can combine it with different subjective views about should it be more, should it be less, should the richer payer, uh, parent pay more or less and so on. And you know, people can have different opinions about that, of course. Um, but that's not the crucial thing. The crucial thing is the division. Um, and the formula is just wrong. It just creates havoc some fraction of the time. It should be 0% of the time it creates havoc. And with the correct mathematical formula, you can you can solve that that havoc. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, let me ask this. Should there, you know, with with that, uh, you know, 10 or 20% of the population being, being affected by the formula being wrong, should there be some federal protections for families uh, in the event that these formulas are wrong until the states can correct them? I mean, I'm, I'm open to lots of different ways to actually solve it. Like, for, so for, I mean, the, you could have a model legislation that the states uh, adopt by themselves. Uh, that happens in many, many areas of, of, uh, of state of state you know, state law um, uh, that that word that that formula is just used. It, it doesn't necessarily have to come from the federal government. Uh, I mean, you know, the federal government could provide guidance to states as they do with many, many matters on this. Um, I think what states currently do is they they revise these formulas every few years and they hire consultants and um, the consultants, are, I'm not sure exactly what they're responding to, but that, so they, they may be, uh, you know, whatever happened in the state the past few years, they're like trying to like address. Um, and But the, the result is a hodgepodge of formulas that's like create uh, different problems in different states. Uh, the, 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 and none of it's necessary. You just replace it with the correct formula. So I mean, you know, like if, if the, for instance, if the parents organizations put out model legislation, I bet you most states would just adopt it because it just makes sense to do so. So the states uh, uh, can uh, throw out the current flawed formulas and implement uh, uh, logical formulas. Um, so any state has, has the ability to do that. At the same time, it's the federal government who are actually mandating states to 
do child support guidelines and to update them every every few years. Uh, and that's sort of a condition for the state receiving aid from the federal government uh, to manage the child support system. So the federal government could just say, well, you should have guidelines, but they should follow certain basic uh, logical principles that, for example, you don't pay more child support if you spend more time with the child. Or if you have two children, then you're not going to give more child support to the one with the wealthier ex spouse than with the poor ex spouse. Uh, if uh, if the time if the parenting time is equal, uh, and there are no other half siblings, so you can so the federal government could make this requirement to make require the uh, states to have logical. Uh, guidelines that don't give these absurd uh, results that send people into jail. And uh, then the state is will be free to uh, have it uh, more or less and uh, do the subjective things as they want, as they do now. But they could, the federal, uh, federal state could require the states to, uh, to have uh, logical uh, 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 guidelines without mathematical flaws in the formulas. Yeah, excellent point. Uh, I want to uh, take a minute to ask you both your opinion on the case where we've heard of, uh, you know, where the state will reclaim money from someone paying child support to pay back uh, a welfare obligation. So should the, the states be allowed to collect child support and keep it and put it back into the state budget uh, with that money not going directly to children? Uh, so what happens is that the states will give welfare to one parent and then I get child support from the other one, and it just when that's gone, it just goes into the state coffers. And I think there's a lot of problem with that because often both parents are very poor. So uh, basically, the state is giving welfare to one parent at the same time that they are taking money from another poor parent, and the child needs both parents. So uh, if you take money from a very poor parent, you're actually har harming that child. So the system is, uh, that particular aspect of system is not functioning. It's harming children very, very, very much. Harming poor children, especially very much. And Chris, as you know, there's so many problems with the system, especially when you're talking about very difficult family circumstances. Um, I mean, I, I think there's so much that needs to get changed within it. Um, you know, it often makes things worse. It pits parents against each other, creates incentives to fight in, in court. and. Um, uh, when it should be trying to seek peace um and uh the problem is like uh, uh these are so many problems i, th I think that uh, like for us the the uh, it's 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 a it's kind of a, a one issue at a time thing like this one what we've identified i don't think any this, it doesn't impinge on basic values except to say we don't want to ruin people's lives unnecessarily kids lives unnecessarily so it and that's why i think we we've, we've, we've talked about this issue written about this issue because we believe that um, anyone of good faith looking at this will want this change. And it was just, I think it doesn't, it doesn't, it hasn't happened just because we, people haven't brought attention to it. Um, and uh, my hope is that once, once people learn about this, that, that they will want, want this change. It's such a simple fix. So we've got uh, any, any other things that you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up? We're kind of running out of time. No, thank you very much for having us. It's uh, uh, for, uh, emphasizing this topic uh, and hopefully we can uh, get the states to uh, change the guidelines so that they are logically consistent without mathematical flaws in the formulas.
Thank you, Chris. Really grateful to you. Well, Jay and Martin, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, just remind us again one more time. Uh, we're, so if, if, if you're an advocate for reforming child support, and, and what can people do? Can they download your paper and then, uh, and then get that to legislators? What, what do you guys recommend? Yeah, the paper is in the Federalist. Uh, so they can search, uh, Google Federalist uh, and uh, child support, and they will find the paper. It's based on the on a on a more academic paper in the published by the National Bureau of Economic Research, and you can search on our names and uh, and uh, and, uh, and that organization. Um, I also think that uh, uh, the National Parents Organization is doing great work uh, on child support as well as on uh, on shared parenting and other custody issues. So it's great to join uh, uh, the organization and it has chapters in most states. So that's a good way to join with and uh, collaborate with others to change a uh, flawed system. Well, Jay and Martin, thank you so much again for coming. And uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. And we'll, uh, we'll get this published out on, on YouTube. And, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we can talk again sometime. Thank you. That'd be great. Thank you so much, Chris. Now that was recorded on video. So if you want to go ahead and watch the video, you can find the link in the show notes. It's on YouTube. And if you have any questions, you can contact national parents organization at sharedparenting.org. Don't forget to like national parents organization on social media. Just go ahead and do a Facebook search for national parents organization and smash the like button. You're also going to find several Facebook pages for different state chapters. So go ahead and like those pages as well. And don't forget, you can also follow National Parents Organization on Twitter or LinkedIn. The links to those social media sites are on the sharedparenting.org website. If you're passionate about shared parenting, the best thing you can do is get involved. And the best way to do that is by contacting your state chapter. If you head over to the sharedparenting.org website, you can find the links to your state chapter and then contact them directly to take action and volunteer. We could also use your help with donations. National Parents Organization is a nationally recognized nonprofit registered in Massachusetts. To donate, visit sharedparenting.org and click the Take Action and then Donate. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Tell us what you think on social media or by going to the sharedparenting.org website and sending us a message. Fill out that contact form and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear about what you think about the show or what you want to hear on the show, those sorts of things. So go ahead and, and send us a message. Until the next episode, I'm your host, Chris Batchelor. Thanks for listening, and together we can help bring shared parenting nationwide. <laughs>